0: Hi, and welcome back to the Legal Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Danny. I'm a recently qualified barrister who works in human rights and public interest law, and I also do some consultancy on the side, as well as running the website www.legaldiaries.ie and the Instagram page at legaldiaries.ie. On the podcast, we dive deep into all things health, fitness, mindset, studying, habits, dating and career and probably so much more. I will aim to bring you the tools and actionable steps to smash your goals, inspire you to take bold action and above all else, put yourself first. So welcome back for another Legal Diaries podcast. I'm super excited today we're going to be delving into everything to do with sustainable fashion and fighting fast fashion and I'm going to be joined by the two wonderful ladies um, Melissa from at Melisa Moore on Instagram and Sally from at Irish Beauty Fairy. So, I will just hand over to these lovely two ladies to introduce themselves. So, we'll hand over to Melissa first.
1: Hi, I'm Melissa and I'm a journalist with Her.ie. Fab,
2: I'm I... Sally. Sorry. <laughs> I was waiting for Melissa to say a little bit more. Okay, I'm <laughs> Sally and I am a beauty blogger and my name, handle is Irish Beauty Fairy.
0: And um, so as you know, we're going to talk all about sustainable fashion and sustainable kind of health and beauty in general. How long would you say? So you I would find you both um really big advocates for sustainable fashion, but how long have you kind of practiced it even if that's the correct term or like live that kind of lifestyle?
2: Mm-hmm. I was brought up in a family that mainly went to charity shops. So for me, I've been doing it since I was born. Um, My parents are very um, eco-conscious. My dad started up the current recycling initiative that exists today. He did it before the County Council did, and then they used his ideas. Um, They would always have been heavily involved in environmental issues, and they brought us up very much that way so charity shops were the norm even though when I was a teenager I found them really embarrassing but now I'm so glad because I've just found so much bargains over the years and it's kind of the only way I shop to be honest.
0: Yeah that's the thing in our society and um, like they're kind of stigmatized whereas like I find say in the US it's like thrifting is like the cool thing to do um, but that's really interesting that's really progressive for like the time to be brought up that way. Yeah. I know a lot of people today aren't brought up that way. Like it's still not a norm. Um, and what about you, Melissa?
1: Um, kind of in a similar vein. I lived with my grandmother um, a lot of the time when I was growing up. And she was very big into investing money into a couple of staple pieces that you could get mended. And a lot of my aunts were seamstresses, so if anything broke or something didn't fit right, they would just tailor it to fit and, you know, patch things up and people would keep things for years. A lot of our christening gowns, communion dresses all got passed down to different cousins. I still have my christening gown and my daughter was baptized in it um, just a couple years ago. Um, but kind of myself, um, I've always loved charity shops the same, and I think I've been going to swap shops for almost ten years now. The first one I went to was just after I had my first child, and I needed different sizes and clothes because I'd just been pregnant, and it was a great way, especially during the recession, to you know change my wardrobe without having to spend money. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and it'll be and interesting. Oh, sorry,
2: Sally, go ahead. Um, And I think you can prove that, you know, you can look well dressing from a charity shop. I have never get as much compliments as items from charity shops. And people often say, why would somebody put that in a charity shop in the first place? It's gorgeous. And a lot of people say to me, oh, would you not say, oh, I got that in pennies or duns'? Like, you know, they think you should be embarrassed by going, you got it in a charity shop. But I am like thrilled to go, this was two euro in a charity shop. I shout from the roof. And always have, but my friends are a little bit like, some of them, you know, oh God, oh no, no, I wouldn't be saying that. But you know, each to their own. (laughs)
0: And that's that's the thing. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it is very stigmatised in Ireland and I don't yeah. really understand why. Like my mum went in um not that long ago because my mum and dad love to potter around in them when they're in town. So when they reopened my mum popped into a local one and she got a Karen Millen jacket. And I was like, and it was a I would say if it was worn, it was worn once or twice even. um So like it's it I think people think of like I don't know, really old hammy downs um, when they go into a charity shop. And like, what do you think needs to happen both of you? Like in Ireland is particularly now because we're coming into uh, officially announced the other day, we're coming into another recession. So like what needs to be done, do you think, to normalize it in Ireland?
2: I think even the likes of us showing the amazing finds we get on Instagram so we can disassociate, Mm -hmm. you know, the the kind of attitude or belief that it's all tat Mm because like I put up things and people go no way wow and then they start sharing with me what they found and they they mightn't have done that before so kind of create a movement of show me your best bargain and then maybe people think oh i want to have a look and they have become busier there's a couple of friends I was chatting with last night and they were like oh wasn't it great when it was just us so now they're so busy and it's hard to find bargains so they definitely have become busier but like you were saying I think a lot of that is foreigners here you know mm-hmm. they have it's they do that we're a little bit more stigmatized i think that's a lot of it as well but you know we have a lot of polish here or whatever so i think a lot of it is them i'm
0: like yeah like it's just and i i particularly love like aside from clothes going in for books because i could trawl through books for days but i love like seeing notes that have been left on books by people that might have
2: yes And
0: I was like, that's a thing I think I'm going to start doing because I am notorious. Like I'm, I'm a keeper of books. Like I just love my books, but I'm like, no, I'm going to try having one in, one out policy now. So I think I'm going to start writing little notes on the front of the books before I leave them into the charity shops, just because I love reading them so much. And someone might find it Mm -hmm. like, what is this? But yeah. And like, Melissa, what, what do you think, what would be your kind of perspective, um, of kind of even from working in like her.e and that industry kind of, what do you think kind of needs to to change to, to, to lessen the stigma kind of surrounding charity shops and thrifting and sustainable fashion?
1: I think it is changing, especially with millennials and the younger generation like Gen Z because I see it a lot with my sister and her friends. They all go to charity shops and vintage shops. They all sell their stuff on Depop they're all upcycling clothes, and it's changing in that way. And I think as, you know, a journalist or an influencer, we need to show that off more and, you know, not promote fast fashion as much. And we tr- like, I know the uh, even the other girls who write for her, uh, Jade, did a whole um, series last year on sustainable fashion and different sustainable pieces that she's gotten from trip shops. And I think we just need to do that more and show on social media, like, here's what slow fashion looks like. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, normalize it. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think even, like, I remember the 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 last week's podcast when I had um, Heather and Bobby on, like, we were even talking about, like, people have such a mentality of clothes that are in their own home that if they become worn or if they grow out of it in a particular way if they want to just get rid of it straight away or but whereas you can upcycle with clothes as well and I think people need to to focus on that a lot more and um, and would you guys have any experience though would you ever have gone and um, got a piece of clothing and upcycled it or or kind of changed it to something that you would have kind of preferred?
2: I wouldn't really do that and I haven't been to any swap shops Um, I generally just go to the charity shop know my Mm -hmm. style know what I like and only go would you buy this if it was full price because you do get tempted by the one euro two euro and you kind of buy them for that but now I go would you buy this if it was you know full price somewhere else so that's my although there was one top I'm on a pre-loved fashion page on Facebook and there was Mm. it was a dress I bought but I am a blouse queen and I bought it because I loved the top part of it and I did get it altered into a blouse. So oh, I've done wow. that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anything Victoriana, I'm all over it. High neck, ruffles, pussy bowl, that's my style. I yeah. must have been.
0: Because <laughs> that's the thing you might, especially in charity shops, like you might see something that you're like, I love that, but it might be, say, too large a size. And I think people are then too afraid to go, and alter it so it's really nice to see that you kind of saw the dress and went for it and then just got it up because even if you're not comfortable doing it yourself there's so many like tailors out there um yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and melissa what about you so you you've been to i've actually never been to a uh, well there was one in ucd when i was there as a student there's kind of like a a swap shop day but i've never been to a swap shop but i really want to and what's your kind of experiences of it
1: uh, well, the first one I went to was set by a really small group. Um, I was friends with a girl who organized it. It was called the Ration Book Revival. And that was really small. It was in an upstairs room in a pub in town. And people just came along and, you know, it was kind of a free for all. It was just, like put stuff on hangers and if people want stuff, they can take it. There's some more formal ones now as they become more popular, you know, you pay in or there's a token system at some of them. But I've gotten great things that I keep because I feel like if I go into a shop, I'll buy a statement piece, but I won't buy practical pieces. Whereas if I go to a swap shop, I'll actually pick up like a pair of slacks or I'll pick up a hoodie and I keep them for years. Mm. But um, as far as like upcycling, I think the uh, biggest thing I did was probably my wedding dress because I bought my wedding dress secondhand and it so didn't fit did me at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't fit oh, yeah, <laughs> and I have, to, my mother-in-law is a, a dressmaker, so she had to completely alter it to get it to fit me.
0: Mm-hmm. That's amazing though, because even though you're buying it second hand, because you're still adding your touch to it and making it just yours, so it's still special, even though you've purchased it second hand. Um, mm-hmm yeah oh that's so nice but um and then, that we
2: both did that isn't it yeah <laughs> you guys
0: are the queens of sustainability like it's the last <laughs> thing you think you hear people doing um and yeah it's just it's so interesting to see and it is definitely true because i used to work in a school and you'd see some of the kids the older kids oh, coming back funny. from being down the the local area and they'll come back and show off their finds. and things like depop have like soared um recently, like the kids would be buying stuff off Depop pop and stuff, or they'd go to want something and they'd go initially to Depop before buying it online. But that's the problem mm-hmm. with fast fashion is, I know check you say Sally charge shops uh draw you in and they're like, this is a euro and you're like oh, sure it's only a euro, but it's the same with fast fashion as well. Like you you get this email say there's sixty percent off from this website, or you see someone else is like this place is doing a sale. And you just buy things you don't need based on the premise that it is so cheap.
2: I think it's so important to know your own style as well. Like so many mm-hmm. of the trends, like, you know, the tweed sometimes or that chain stuff that was out in blouses and things. I don't like that, but everybody bought it because everybody was wearing it and then mm-hmm. it was gone in a few weeks. So just know what you like, know what suits you. And if that's part of the trend, fair enough, buy it because it's investment and you wear it again. But mm-hmm. if it isn't, you know, you have to ask yourself, is that really me? Or is it just because so-and-so is wearing it, you know? That can yeah. kind of draw us in.
0: Yeah. And I think so many people are so inclined to follow um uh, yeah. what's cool and what's new. Um and like would you guys find yourselves like would you buy into new trends or would you kind of just go against the status quo and know what, what over the years kind of you know your style, you know what suits you, you know what you feel comfortable in?
2: I definitely know my style. It's it's Victoriana. If there's a rough, yeah. a high neck or a pussy bow on it, I'll buy it. I'm a blouse and jeans person. That's it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. And what about you, Melissa? Yeah, but always kind of like uh, structured clothes. And I, I guess that's kind of because I grew up having all my clothes, <laughs> being tailored into all my clothes. And I still like that. I like wearing suits and tops that fit well and dresses that are... not not too fitted but like especially around because I'm kind of um pear-shaped so I Mm -hmm. like it to go in at the right places yeah but yeah I would definitely have colors that I would go for patterns that I would go for more so than looking at things that might be trendy yeah Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and it's such like I recently got just before well I say recently when we were back in normality I got a, a suit tailored for court um, for the BL and tailoring makes, and it's such a thing you associate with like a guy going to get a suit tailored, but tailoring makes such a difference to clothes. Um, Like, and would you, would you, I know Melissa, you say you would tailor your clothes quite often would you Sally or would you kind
2: of just go with the not at all and you've kind of got me thinking because a couple of times I have left behind something in a charity shop that I absolutely loved and there might have been tags on it It was so me but it was the wrong size and yeah. now I'm like I should have I taken it and got it altered so I think I'm going to do yeah I'm going to do more of that because I know a brilliant tailor in town who is not expensive so
0: Yeah, and it's supporting local as well, and kind of yeah. You're blessed, Melissa, with with having it in the family,
2: Um, and
0: because it's it's definitely a skill. We have we actually have a sewing machine for up in like in our my home house, my parents' house, and it's been sitting there for so long, and I just want it fixed because I'd love to be able to just do little things, um, like on be able to do it yourself. I think I think that's such a
2: such a talent. And oh I'd love yeah. to have that talent I, I couldn't sew a straight line I just I was terrible yeah. in home economics that was all, all I was ever doing was ripping unripping yeah. stuff I'd done.
0: Like my mom is like like fantastic like it's just second nature to her like but it, she does it all needle and thread with the hand um but I would love to just because we've we've a that's an example of a product that I hope they get fixed and so that we can actually use it rather than just get rid of it um and how do you, do you guys think then, um just pulling back that so regard regardless of say charity shops and um buying pre-loved clothing, do you think there's more of a market for sustainable fashion brands? So fashion brands that are using, I suppose, more locally sourced materials, eco friendly practices. Do you think there's more of a market and like it can be for fashion or for health and beauty?
2: It's definitely taken off in the beauty, I suppose, because it's cheaper, but any of the sustainable fashion brands I've looked at, they are quite expensive. And as you know, I spend all my money on my face, not my clothes. That's why I shop in charity shops so that I can afford my beauty products, basically. <laughs> so yeah, I think unless you have a good, a good budget for it, I'm not sure. How yeah. they, um, you
0: know because sustainable fashion is quite expensive and um, mm. like if you're buying new and yeah i i maybe it just needs to become more of the norm and then obviously the
2: cost yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: and what 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 would your experiences be Melissa in terms of if you were to go buy new um like would you prefer to kind of go to a more sustainable fashion brand or even say a more ethical brand or what would be your kind of feel about it?
1: Generally yes especially the last couple of years. Um, I've been a big fan of shops like Omdiva for a long time. I've been going there since I got like my first paycheck when I was like 17. Um, The clothes are going to be more expensive because they're ethical but I, you know, I kind of would save a lot of my money by, you know, going to charity shops or going to swap shops. So if something catches my eye that's in a sustainable shop or from an ethical brand, I'll kind of, I'll kind of go, oh, well, I'll put a bit of money aside and I'll buy that rather than buying, you know, five T-shirts that are going to wear out really quickly in a high street shop.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's the trap, though. It's because they're so um expensive that people will generally resort to purchasing more kind of fast fashion alternatives if they kind of go the pre-loved route and they can't find what they want and then they they decide they just need to purchase it new they will kind of go towards more the high street shops just because of the price point which is really sad Um, and I hope it becomes more accessible because in terms of price point but I understand why the price point is what it is Um, but at the same time yeah it, it is it is very sad and they do last so much longer like I'm thinking of a sweatshirt that I have I have it for about two years it's been through multiple washes and in comparison to any other sweatshirt I have it's still really cozy on the inside it's still like it hasn't lost its color so it is like a lot more love goes into those types of clothes, I
1: think. Yeah, definitely. And I'm seeing a big change with kids' brands as well. My daughter has a few pieces from Fancy Fawn, which are an Irish sustainable brand. And she like has a dress and she's like worn it so much. has been through the washing machine several times and it's still perfect. And they have leggings that are made from old fishing nets.
2: Mm-hmm. But like the material... Yeah. It-
1: the old fishing nets are turned into a type of material and that's what they make the leggings out of. And again, they're really stretchy, really breathable. They are going to be more expensive than going to pennies. And, you know, I wouldn't ever judge a parent for not shopping sustainable brands at the moment because they are so expensive and kids Mm -hmm. grow out of clothes so quickly. So I do think, you know, we need it to become more commonplace and to become, you know, more price friendly for everyone
0: yeah and we have I think such because I can imagine like the textile industry in Ireland given all the resources that we have would be quite good just if we like ever started to kind of move towards towards that way and just you touched on it there Melissa so you're obviously both mums how do you find being a mum and trying to be sustainable in general or just kind of manage that 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 catch 2020 because that obviously as you said kids grow out of clothes
1: so easy um with me i still i forage to charity shops and i love finding them stuff i even if i go abroad anywhere I, the first thing i go is to the charity shops i've got an amazing stuff in like germany and england and spain and everywhere and you know they're bits I keep for years and everyone always compliments them on stuff that I find in the charity shop and it might have been like 50 cent. Um, there'd be the odd few things because obviously you have to get them underwear and bits and bobs like from pennies or whatever but most of the things I yeah I would you know forage in charity shops or I'd look on Depop or Etsy and different places like that.
2: That's funny you saying that I'm the same wherever I go, Ireland or abroad first place charity shop and if I'm driving through a town all that's on my radar is charity shops and we were going to a birthday party back in January and I brought a few dresses with me and I wasn't really happy with them and I just saw a dress in the window of a charity shop and I made them stop and it was one that I had my eye on in Dunn's but I said no it'll turn up in a charity shop and it did for a tenor absolutely love it i think it was 40 or 50 in duns and it was only like six months out of duns so just he said how did you spot that and i said i always just have an eye for charity shops they're on my radar (laughs) you know
0: i yeah i think that that that's true just having it on your radar and kind of going out of your way um and like one thing like so say in ireland so say as i was saying previously so in the u.s it's thrifting and you go to thrift stores and like it's amazing because I've been to New York a good bit and I've always gone to the the thrift stores um but do you think the language in Ireland needs to change like do you think like obviously they're all charity shops because they set up to raise money for a charitable purpose and that's excellent and that alone should encourage people to want to go there but do you think the language around sustainable fashion needs to change or what would be your kind of view on it yeah,
1: yeah. people just need to stop feeling like it's it's weird to go to a charity shop because people will happily say they go to a vintage shop or they went to a consignment shop but they don't want to say that they've been to a charity shop because for some reason that seems like lowbrow but if you say it's a vintage
2: shop it's different somehow even though they're both secondhand Yeah, there is a kind of a snobbery around it, isn't there? I think there is. But as you were saying earlier, it's definitely the millennials. My son is 23 and he is a huge fan of them now. And like when he was like 13, 14, he wouldn't have got anywhere near me. He comes around with me and he's found some great vintage pieces and he loves them. I'll often meet him in Dublin well before lockdown and we would go through all the charity shops.
0: Yeah I think though because I was the same because my parents are lovers of them but when you're younger I was mortified like whereas now I'm just like this is the best thing ever I'm like yeah Yeah. like there's one down the road from where I work and I used to I miss being able to just pop in at my lunch and see if there's anything kind of new in it or Mm. if there's anything kind of happening and in terms of see boats out you would either anytime you're overseas you would kind of hunt out the charity shops or that you'd be kind of avid visitors to ones in Ireland is there any kind of resources that you would use to research and find kind of the best ones or are there any kind of like how, how would you if you were a person listening who has never kind of stepped foot into a charity shop what would be your kind of way to find the local ones in your area or to kind of I'm assuming some are better than others I I don't I would assume so like we have really big ones here and then there's the smaller kind of ones what would be your both your kind of i suppose tips for anyone starting out
2: um i don't really research before i go anywhere i could kind of tell by the look of the window how well it's displayed that the quality of the stuff in the window that's yeah that's kind of how i go
1: yeah you? I'm, I'm kind of the same um, I think it's just kind of look of the draw though some areas you know like if you go to somewhere like Dunleary, you're more likely to find something that might be high end or even designer versus mm. you know if you go to like a random little one in town um, but still yeah it's kind of look of the draw you never know what you're going to find you can find some gems in you know the tiniest ones because my husband is from a small town in Roscommon and I've gotten great bits out of the charity shops in there because you never know what people are going to donate.
2: That's the beauty of it isn't it just you go in and you're like you're almost on a high you know you're like oh my god what am I going to find and you know sometimes I have had a particular item in mind that I need for my wardrobe and I want to find it and I walk in and there it is even a book just something I'm looking for yeah kind of manifests. it. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Just, just think of all the beautiful capsule things you want for your wardrobe.
2: Yeah. Um,
0: But the, yeah, it's so interesting because like you, and I find that as well. So I find the, the little country ones. And so there's some in like smaller towns around, so I'm in Kilkenny. So there's some in kind of the smaller kind of Kilkenny towns. And you often find the best things in there. It's because they're very, they're not frequented quite often. So Whereas I find in the bigger kind of in Dublin and stuff, yeah, they've a lot of stock going into them, but there's, it's also kind of like you have the millennials who are going in and purchasing things. So I think we'll all be really sad. We'll all have encouraged everyone to, to buy pre-loved and do sustainable fashion. And then there will be nothing left for
2: us to at yeah. the charity shop. That's it. Um, yeah. I went Absolutely. to Dublin a few years ago with some friends and they were all like, okay, we're going to go to charity shops and um, because your wardrobe was just amazing from charity shops so that's the plan and I was like okay grand and when I went into the charity shop they all followed me like a trail of them everywhere I went and I said lads I've never been here before I don't know where the stuff is and they're like yeah but you just have an eye and they're almost like fighting over each other to get behind me just following me around the <sighs> shop it
0: was hilarious. <laughs> You just have the, you have the sixth sense, you know, if you're so familiar to going in. It's so funny though, because people are like, oh, you have to rummage through stuff. And I'm like, but you'll happily walk into TK Maxx, like the absolute shit show that TK Maxx is and go rummage Mm. through the rails. I'm like, it's the exact same. Um, And if not, like the clothes are going to be because of COVID, um, like the clothes are going to be even more rigorously cleaned before they even make it onto the, the shelves.
2: Yeah. And some people say, oh, the smell or whatever. And I'm like, I don't really get a smell in them. And if I did, I probably wouldn't go into it. You know, there's there's eight. There's eight in gory. I think there's only one or two that you wouldn't really go into because they put out tat. Most of them put out really good stuff. But there's a few of them, like the Sue Rider one, 90% of it is like, it's fit for the recycling, clothes Mm -hmm. recycling. I don't understand why they do that. And that gives them a bad name, you know? Yeah.
0: And would you guys, so obviously you're a big avid fan of um, buying pre-loved and shopping charity shop. Would you find yourself donating quite a lot or like what would be, would you, because a lot of people probably listening do donate quite a lot, but they wouldn't dare step in to shop themselves. So would you guys be like both sides of the coin?
2: Yep, yeah, I'm both.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah I'd be the same and it's the same with kind of um, well up until recently um, I would go to the swap shops a lot and that would kind of like if anything didn't fit me or if I bought something from a charity shop and I thought actually no I'm not going to wear that I'd just bring it to one of the swaps but now because everything's kind of on hold for the time being yeah they've been all been going into the charity shop if I find anything and I'm just like no I'm not going to wear that or it's been hanging in the wardrobe for two years and I haven't looked at it you know given a new home aside from your
0: um wedding dress story because you're never going to probably top that for a pre-loved item what's your what's your best what's been your best charity shop find do you think
2: oh there's been a few even yesterday in Wexford I'm going to do it on Thursday for I've decided every Thursday is going to be thrifty Thursday so I'm going to showcase items I found but it's a beautiful vintage victoriana style jumper and even when i went to the counter the lady was like oh my god that's gorgeous and i was like yeah i know get me out of here quick <laughs> i just want to buy it you know like you find it you're like oh oh my god <laughs> you know it's, so that is probably the most recent one but i've also got like prada handbags and things like that so yeah wow.
0: and what about you melissa
1: I think my favorite thing is not even something for me. When I was in Berlin a few years ago, I found these really unusual kids' trousers. I was back when my son was about two and my daughter wears them now, but they have this crazy print on them. It's like a Baroque painting or something.
0: Oh, wow. It's, like, so,
1: it's like, the, like when you think the ceilings and Beauty and the Beast and stuff, it's like that. It's crazy. And was just like wow those are so unusual I've never seen anything like that and whenever he would wear them out people were just like has he got like paintings and designs and cherubs on his trousers I was like yes that is so (laughs) cool
0: yeah I think my like most extravagant find or like best find is I actually your wedding dress completely brought me back to the fact that so when I was in leaving third year I went to a couple of devs just with some friends Um, and debts are expensive like and I got one or two dresses in a charity shop um, and one of them was way too big for me but I just brought it and got it tailored uh, and I got so many compliments on, on it and it's always like when you it's it's that feeling of when you buy something abroad so when someone asks you where it's from you're like oh it's from blah 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 like when you buy something from a charity shop I think people should wear it as like a badge of honor to be like I got it in charity shop so obviously they can't pop into Zara there and buy the exact same outfit as you Um, like I yeah
1: I um, I won a best dress a few years ago from a a dress I was wearing from a charity shop it was like I think it had originally come from Zara or Warehouse or something and everyone was like fawning over me and I was was like yeah got in the charity uh, shop (laughs) I would be
2: the same badge of honor I'd be like yeah all smoke yeah. charity shop three euro
0: because <laughs> yeah. people are always like, and Irish people are so bad. Like, everyone associates like people asking people where they got it from, they'd be like, Oh my god, pennies home, thanks. So, we need to have a new kind of like, Where'd you get that from? Oh my god, charity hunt, charity shop home, thanks. So, that needs to be the new kind of norm, I think. Um, where people are like, because they're they're key pieces that are probably not on sale anywhere anymore um and someone might have purchased it a lot of the time like my mum got she was in one a couple of weeks ago and she got my brother a brand new like nike jacket that no one had worn and it still had the tag on it so like often people think that it's going to be things that are tatty and people have worn quite a lot but most of the time when you go in and you purchase something it's usually something new or something that has been worn very very little. Yeah. Yeah and what would be so what would be your kind of so you say you kind of judge them from the windows about whether or not they're going to be they're going to be good like what would be a good kind of outside look for you guys of a window?
2: I suppose a nicely decorated window um, with clothes that are not like so dated that no one will to wear them again. You know kind of a classic yeah. piece but sometimes you yeah. can see items and you're like oh my god like nobody's gonna wear that do you know really bad taste stuff.
0: Yeah because um, usually they usually do put their kind of their, their big pieces um in the winter like the like so say like the karen millen jacket or those kind of pieces that are kind of like so if they're putting them in the window it's good indication i think um yeah no and what aside from clothes what other kind of items have you guys kind of
1: purchased in secondhand shops i got my Oops. bike in a secondhand shop oh wow (laughs) my bicycle actually when you talk about windows it was in the window and I went in I was like can I have that bike from the window (laughs) (laughs) won't sell the stuff from the window until it's a couple of weeks in I was like yeah Yeah. now I need a bike (laughs) and how much was your bike
0: if you don't mind me asking
1: oh I think it might have been
0: about 50 quid or something that is mental because bikes are so expensive
1: so expensive
0: yeah and like because I um started getting into tri tri so triathlon so I got like a really good I got up and bike to work but I got like a a road bike and like that was a pretty penny so and even like the general kind of bikes that people will get for cycling to work and stuff um are quite expensive as well so like 50 quid for a bike is. Is and it caught your eye enough in the window of a charity shop to buy it, so I'd say it must be a very cute bike.
1: It, it's bright pink. <laughs> oh, wow,
0: excellent. Where else do well, to get the wheels bike?
1: fixed? The man thought it was, um, like a kid's bike because I'm <laughs> quite short, so it's quite a short bike and it's bright pink. I'm like, no, that's my bike. You're like, that's mine, that's not my little
0: girls, right there, that's my bike. <laughs> um and what so what else regardless of like so would you ever get furniture or I know Sally you said books I love going in to browse the books um
2: definitely books a lot of them here do three books for a euro which is really oh, good
0: and books are so expensive like
2: mm-hmm.
0: as a lover of books who and like I I'll pay like I'll pay the price for a good book, like it's so bad because I just I love love books. Um, but yeah, books and like I was in Galway recently actually, and they have so many secondhand bookshops. Like I forgot how many they had, like it's just kind of dedicated to to but they have um I think it's Charlie Burns, the really big one in Galway. Um, but you can go in and get the really like gorgeous like first edition second hand books and like the like I could spend hours in that shop like um and have you ever purchased furniture or say crockery or home items second hand
2: I've definitely I've... gotten crockery not furniture
1: though ah and what about you Melissa I've gotten a
2: few bits I've gotten
1: like little ornaments or stuff that catch my eye I got a little um paraffin lamp once because it reminded me of one that my grandmother used to have and I've gotten mm-hmm. a few bits because I, ha- I run a local free cycle group for my neighborhood uh-huh. and I've gotten a co- I got a nice coffee table in there it was exactly what I was looking for because um, my sitting room is like dark brown and uh, royal blue so oh, I was wearing wow. something that was dark brown and royal blue and someone just stuck it up on the free cycle. I was like, yes, I'll be around to collect
0: that. <laughs> You're like, that's mine now. <laughs> I actually, um, I got, um, so I have one of those really old style kind of vanity makeup tables with a really nice mirror. But I got that second hand and it was a really deep mahogany and I just sanded it down and used chalk paint. And now it's like a kind of powder blue colour um and everyone that comes to my house is like and I spray took off the handles and sprayed them like a gold and everyone that comes in is like oh my god it's so pretty and it's like my proudest thing I'm literally like I think I bought it for like 20 quid in the charity shop um but it's so nice like it's so decadent to have like your coffee table now you feel like this gorgeous coffee table for your sitting room um and you probably did you get it for free or did you end up paying for it in the end no uh, everything on the group is completely- yeah that's what i was gonna say and would you ever have you ever so say aside from charity shops would you ever get things through social media i know sally you had said that you're in a group and that's where you got that dress that you want to change into a top. would you mm-hmm. be in many groups or kind of would you do much kind of online
2: Tommy? oh sorry i thought you dropped into to melissa no
0: no you're gone yeah, sorry no, you're gone
2: yeah i am in the group and i also would sell stuff on it as well so if i buy something and it doesn't suit i could put it back up and you know there's always somebody next in line there's always like a few next in line so you're nearly guaranteed to sell it again and i do buy items off depop as well then yeah. there's a local one in gory as well and you I buy and sell stuff off that too the whole town does they have no problem doing that but a lot of them wouldn't go into charity shops and it's the same principle it
0: literally is i think that's what we need to do is do a comparative and be like you buy something off facebook it's the exact same as walking down to your local charity shop and purchasing it yeah. there. like and what about you melissa i know you said you're in the free cycle group um or you run the free cycle group would you have any kind of other kind of groups that would be your go tos for like anything uh, secondhand?
1: When I was pregnant with Alice, um, I joined a free cycle group that was all um, parenting and baby supplies. So oh my God, I got jackpot. a jackpot. I got a cup from there, a high chair, like um, a breastfeeding pillow that was like still in the box and everything. um I've got, I Checked out the place when she was a newborn with stuff that I got from the mammy free cycle group and then I was able to return it once I was finished with it and you'll always get people who are looking for that kind of stuff
0: that's yeah like you literally always will um and would you guys do it much so I know kind of you you've been to swap stores Melissa would you kind of do it much either of you between friends like would you ever have like a coffee Evening or a wine night, and just kind of do a swap between yourselves, or is it is it something that kind of ha-
2: wouldn't be? I haven't, but I must do. And did any of you buy stuff from Lost Stock? I'm still waiting for mine. Yeah,
0: I'm still waiting. Yeah, for Mine. I'm, I'm still really...
2: waiting. But yeah. I think there is a group on Facebook. You should look it up and join it, where you can swap if it doesn't suit you. So whenever mine arrives, oh. if it doesn't suit,
0: excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'd, I'd be told, even if it was like a virtual one in terms of like, so say the three of us, like I would happily kind of have like a Zoom evening where we just have an nail chat, like say different things we have, have it, like it's, I think we need to make it a more social thing to do, kind of like where, you know, you're just going over to your friend's house, you have this bag of clothes that aren't really your style you haven't really worn and um, and or even you bought it and then you realized it was too small or too large and um, like I think that's where we need to normalize it it's just make it a kind of like even your friends going up to the charity shops with you and thinking it's like the best thing in the world um, and I'm following you around like making it a more kind of social thing and um, what about you Melissa would you would you have done many kind of I know you have your local area in free cycle but in terms of friend groups or family even
1: um there was a couple of times I did ones with friends where like that we would just bring some clothes over um but with family it's like near a constant <laughs> there's oh, always yeah. uh, swapping and oh I this doesn't suit me but you might like it and back and forth and especially with my kids now because all their cousins are kind of in within the same age so yeah. we're giving stuff to some and then others we'll be passing some down to like my younger one oh yeah no it's constant in the family
0: yeah and I always find it is that kind of like more common thing in families for kids so like say I have an elder cousin and she like I used to think she was the bees and bees, like because she was older than me like she obviously worked sooner than me and did all that kind of stuff and would go to all these cool shops but I got so many hammy downs from her and I was delirious with myself because I just thought like she was like the best so like I think it's more kind of normalized when you're younger that way But I think people just need to continue to do that. So like, say recently, I did a clear out of my wardrobe and my books and everything. And I offered the stuff to friends first. I was like, or even I cleared out makeup. I hadn't even, I purchased, but not even opened. And I was like, I have all this stuff. If you want to take it, feel free, just claim it. And if not, it's just going to go into a charity shop. Like It's as simple as
1: that. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I would do that. Um, especially with, you know, when like Sally will know the same, like when you get sent stuff from um, like um, different PR companies, uh, beauty wise and stuff like there's just too much. And I usually just like will text into a family group was like, okay, who wants a moisturizer? <laughs> who wants this? Because I, there's just too much stuff. We have so much stuff so many belongings now that like our grandparents wouldn't have had
2: there's just like an yeah new releases in skincare and makeup every week like it's crazy and that is another area that has to get sustainable because it's just unreal yeah. isn't it?
0: and how do you, how do you guys cope with so say so say if the brand themselves are sustainable so if you're receiving so much each week you must accumulate some amount of packaging
1: yeah, there would be yeah. some have gone more sustainable. I know some have used the kind of the oh what you, the kind of little bubble things that come in. the oh, and you can melt them now. The,
0: yeah, yeah. The, the the ones that I know Lush use them and they're fine.
1: the ones that yeah, my little cousins started putting
0: them in the water, thinking like yeah,
1: kids <laughs> <guys. laughs> love them. <laughs> um, some have become more become more sustainable, but yeah, that is something as
2: well because there's so.
1: Yeah packaging on items
2: what yeah. i do is neve from hollows you know i'm their brand ambassador She yeah. only uses she only uses boxes that have already been used so i keep all mine and give them to her and then mm. she sends out her packages in all mine so brilliant I'm, so i hate Excellent. i would hate just putting them in the recycling
0: so i know like it's uh, and it's so i'm like sometimes i think people just put unnecessary packaging on things that I'm like like that's a big thing that has annoyed me with COVID like I understand so say when you walk into the the local grocery store I understand a lot of things need to be individually packaged now so say the bakery is a good example like but it, it started to accumulate so much plastic so I've I've wanted so many times to just go in and ask because you can buy compostable pa- like plastic packages that are say plastic in air quotes but they're just from compostable materials and I just wish I like my local supermarket is definitely not doing it but it just it saddens me so much how much more packaging has come on stream because of COVID um like my friend went to stay in a hotel recently and everything was individually packaged like the spoons the forks the cups they were going to use and I was like it's so sad like
1: Yeah, I noticed that when I went to the restaurant recently as well, all the cutlery came in like little envelopes and stuff. There was like everything was packaged up.
2: Yeah, COVID has led to that. And one thing I really hate, the reusable cups went. I know they're slowly coming back, but like we were doing so well with those. And then it all went backwards.
0: And I love my keep cup like I have one of the yes, Yeah, and I like I yeah. missed being able to like go up and use it and like we were doing so good like so many places were starting to like incentivize people to use them so you get like I know in Cafe Nero you got like two stamps rather than one or other places had like a discount for if you brought your own cup and we, we were just getting on to like a trend where it was like cool to have your kids. We cake. were yeah
2: it was cool to have one but do you I see know. the government have now brought in when you bring back um, Um, plastic bottles and something else you get money like the glass ones years ago so that's brilliant
0: yeah and yeah because it's it's so hard and it's the one thing that i hate when you go kind of overseas so or even recently i was in connemara um for a staycation and they our airbnb host had left us loads of bottled water and they were like no one drinks the tap water around here and i'm like surely in a system like ireland we can have good tap water that extends out to Connemara. Like we accumulated so much plastic from just drink, because we we all drink a lot of water in the family. We usually, we just go to the tap. Um, But because of this, we accumulated like so much. And just so, just switching gears. Sorry, Kim. That's the the PR packages. How do you guys find the beauty industry in terms, especially in Ireland? So obviously you're you're a brand ambassador with it with an Irish company.
2: How, but how would you find it in general in Ireland? In general, there is a lot of waste, like a huge big box for one thing. You know, they really they could have wrapped it in bubble wrap and popped it in a tiny envelope. Like it's. There is a lot of waste. I mean, I know the publicity loft, they're doing good things. They have their biodegradable and um, that bubbly packaging thing that's in it. But most of them, I think actually the works sent me an envelope, which is fully biodegradable. But I tend to use mine, you know, when I'm buying selling clothes. So I'll send off clothes in them or I'll give them to leave. So, yeah. yeah.
0: And, um, but in terms of like products and stuff. So how would you say Ireland is in terms of? say, sustainable beauty products and having more kind of ethical um, companies kind of coming on the scene.
2: What, how do you think
0: Ireland fares?
2: I think we're getting better. There's, you know, there's a lot more coming out. I think we are definitely getting better. People are getting more aware. Yeah, I think more than this time last year, even. Mm. What,
1: yeah. what about yourself, Melissa? I think so as well and I think there's a lot of local Irish businesses like small Irish businesses making their own beauty products um, from ingredients they're getting in Ireland and like that they're using a little less packaging or they're putting things in glass bottles rather than plastic bottles I've noticed that a lot more now the last year. Yeah
0: and like the glass bottles are great because Like, I know I use the Ben and Anna toothpaste and that comes in like a glass jar. So I use the glass jar one. And I've reused that for, like, I'm on my second one of it now ever since I, or second or third. And those, like, I wash them out in the end. And I know I'm not actually based near the shop that sells it to me, but I know you can bring back your glass jar and you get a discount on your next one because it's a program that Ben and Anna do. But they... I've used those little glass jars for so many things um, like salad dressings bringing different, cause it's quite, they're quite compact. So I think the glass packaging is definitely, or either biodegradable or glass packaging. So it's viable to be, to be reused for, for different things. Um, and what would be your, your kind of go to Irish sustainable beauty products that would, you would say would be, Like affordable because everyone thinks sustainable and thinks because of sustainable fashion everyone thinks of a high price price point but I think beauty is a lot more accessible in terms of sustainability.
2: Totally like hollows start off at I think 17 euro and the most expensive thing is 42 Mm -hmm. so I think that's really good. Yeah and like
0: what what kind of made just even yourself Sally because obviously it's 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 what it's your job and it's it's what you do in terms of your page um as well as other things but obviously skincare and everything like that would be at the forefront what made you kind of transition to that kind of more sustainable skincare and all that kind of <coughs> like locally sourced
2: I was always well not so much locally sourced because I used Dr. Hauschka but I would have always cared about what I put on my skin what I put on my children's skin what I put on my hair even sanitary wear I've always used the organic cotton the you know the biodegradable ones um I've always used things like that once they're available to me and the cotton face pads for cleaning my face um kind of everything yeah and I'm I'm trying to transition to the shampoo and conditioner bars um so I've purchased mm-hmm. some I'm waiting for my regular shampoos and all to be done and then I'm gonna go with them yeah. yeah
0: yeah that's yeah that's a really good point though and um, in terms of waiting to your regular shampoos are done because that's the thing a lot of my friends will be like oh I need to get rid of all the stuff I have now and I'm like just well, use yeah, it yeah to exactly. go buy sustainable things and what about you Melissa like what would your kind of beauty or skincare routine um look like like would you would you gravitate more towards sustainable brands or say even local
1: kind of brands yeah i like finding local products um i also look to make sure that nothing's tested on animals that's another thing with buying um anything skincare or beauty um I'm, i've always been a big fan of lush i've used lush for years and it is a bit pricier but their stuff lasts a good long while as well. The shampoo bars last for ages, I find, and I've been using the conditioner bars recently as well. And their solid um shower gels.
0: Hmm. Yeah. No. Definitely. I think like there is quite a lot out there. Like I know when you were saying um when you were about saying about sh- shampoo conditioner bars. I know. I think it's Three Hills Soap. The I, th- I think they're based in Cork. I got theirs. This Jesus like. I'd say before, like about January, and like my shampoo bar is still going. And like, I've I've short hair, but I have like a head of hair on me. So like, and it's still going. And when that's gone, and I bought a, instead of buying just another kind of like scrub exfoliator, I got like a charcoal kind of scrub in a bar. And all it came in was this like biodegradable kind of brown paper packaging. Um, So there is definitely, like we have so many different like um, resources in Ireland for all of these kind of beauty products because we've ample land and ample wildflowers and um, like there's a lot out there, um, I think, for, for beauty products in Ireland.
1: Yeah, absolutely, difference. and I'm seeing a lot more places make soap and solid shampoos. Mm. Like I think another one is Jenny Bars, uh, like J A N N I. Uh, yeah. Yep. And what? What?
0: In- yeah, go on, Sally.
2: Soap Out Loud are another great one. And um, Inner Zen Organics, she recently sent me this massage bar. So it's like, when, you know, for like a body cream, but it also mm. will, it's shaped like a massager. So it's in a solid form, you don't have to buy your body cream and then you're, you know, massaging your skin as you're putting it on. So, and it only came in a little cotton pouch, you know, oh. no packaging. So,
0: What's the name of that company?
2: Um, Inner Zen Organics. Oh, a are you, I, I yeah, yeah,
0: it's because I've literally been looking for one of those, say that would massage like help with circulation as you put it on at the same time, if that makes sense. And um, yeah, that sounds ideal. I must have a look because I was looking at ones and like the only ones that were coming up were like sustainable brands in like Australia or something, and they were costing like a the the carbon um from bringing it over and then like the carbon miles and then just the general, like it just, by the time I got the sustainable product, it wasn't going to be sustainable for me to go, get it. And then it was going yeah. to be the price as well. Um, and like in terms of, so we talk about kind of purchasing, would you guys be more, would you gravitate more towards purchasing local? So say Irish beauty products or like obviously, Your local charity shops and stuff, and I know you said Melissa, you gravitate towards kind of more kind of local-based companies that might do, say, like soaps or other kind of things.
2: Yeah, I definitely would. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely would. And the local health food shops are great for showcasing Mm. all the the local produce. You know, there's lots to choose from, and every local health food shop will have their the ones local to their area so yeah. yeah um
1: and
0: what about yourself melissa
1: yeah definitely i try to sorry sorry. i don't know if you can hear someone else there yeah, <laughs> um, <you're grand. laughs> um uh yeah no i definitely look i want to support as many small irish businesses and it's something i try to promote as well when i'm writing about um yeah and if there was a
0: kind of local business in your area or local business say in our Ar- well an, a local business in terms of being on the island of ireland that you would gravitate towards a lot what would that be for you guys it can be fashion it can be healthcare it can be beauty kind of within that realm
2: it would be beauty for me hmm. yeah and what yeah. company would it be well, I'd have to say Holos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, She's not, no she's not biased at all. Closely by yeah. charity shop. Follow closely
0: by oh. Sorry, say that
2: again. Um, followed closely by charity shops, so fashion.
0: Perfect. And Melissa, do you have any kind of brand um, that <clears> you would gravitate towards? Obviously Lush, but Lush is UK owned, isn't it?
1: uh yeah it is um so probably um like fashion wise um small businesses like om diva and there's mm. retro in the georgia street arcade i actually get a lot of my husband's clothes there because he's quite tall and broad it's hard to find sustainable clothes for him that are new i'll find yeah. stuff in charity shops but they're kind of, they're, um, Diva have a men's range, but none of them will fit them, but retro have great um, exclusive su- sizes, or inclusive sizes, I should say.
0: Yeah, um, and um, what would be, so that's great, and what would be your, so if you were starting out, um, what would be kind of your your good tips for people who want to transition to more, sustainable fashion and to move away from fast fashion or to kind of start introducing some kind of sustainable beauty products into their into their lifestyle. What would be your top tips and tricks? So maybe if we start with Sally and then move to Melissa for your top tips?
2: Yeah, so like um start slow. It's easy to feel overwhelmed because every day we're told you need to do this, you need to do that. Nobody will do everything. I think The easiest first one to start off with is your reusable coffee cup. And now that most of them are taking them again, you know, we can go back at that. And at home, I would always have metal straws for the kids. They like to use them with their smoothies. Then maybe get some reusable cotton pads for taking off your makeup because they all go through rounds of those other ones, like little small changes, and then try and take part in 2nd and September. Just try for the month of September, not buy anything new, even if you don't go to a charity shop, but just try not buy anything new. So just little things, you know, don't make it too overwhelming. Yeah,
0: and I think that's the thing, because myself, Heather and Bobby spoke it in the last podcast is... A lot of people fear that they have if they're going to do it, they have to do perfect and if they're not going to do it perfect, yeah. it might be sustainable at all but i think you're going to make mistakes you can transition overnight um and just little things like every little bit helps in terms of being kind to the earth so i think if you start making those little kind of transitions here and there i think that, that's definitely it and what would be yours melissa
1: I think it's similar you need to start bit by bit yeah like with things like egg. coffee cups reusable um shopping bags that's a big one and I think we've been doing that for a while since the plastic bag levy came in um, and <laughs> toothbrushes as well I use the bamboo toothbrushes and um, they're really good and it means you know you know you're not chucking out hard plastic toothbrushes all the time and like that yeah just try even little bits try and get something secondhand, you know try places like Depop because you'll get stuff that are current as well like I think some people with charity shops they're afraid it won't be trendy it won't be new so it's just like well you know take it step by step try something like Depop because it definitely will be current. No definitely. Yep,
2: totally agree.
0: Yeah and just just before you finish up um, if you guys were to grade Ireland in terms of accessibility to sustainable fashion on the one hand and then so that would be accessibility to say charity shops and also sustainable fashion brands if you needed to purchase new um and then the second grade is access to sustainable uh, health and beauty products so if we go first and um, giving them a grade so a to f on
2: access to sustainable fashion, what what would you give them, do you think, Sally? Mm, God, I mean, there are lots of charity shops, yet yeah, there's plenty of mm-hmm. access, but we need to get everybody using them. That's the thing, isn't yeah. it? Um, and beauty is definitely coming on, definitely. We used to, I used to have to send away to England all the time for my doctor, my you know organic sanitary wear, um, mm. even washable nappies for the kids. All things like that I had to send away, but now they're all accessible over here. So what yeah. would I rate us? Probably a seven, I think. Seven out of ten. So so you would be <clears throat> a B? That would be a B, wouldn't
0: it? A solid B. Yeah. That's pretty good. And what mm-hmm. would what would you be, Melissa? What do you think? What grade do you think you give Ireland?
1: I think something similar. I think we'll be about a B, maybe a B minus. I don't know. We've lots of, um, access to charity shops. I think it's just ethical brands that we need to up our game on because sometimes people do need to buy new things. Um, it's, you know, you're not always guaranteed to find what you need in the charity shop, especially if it's just like plain t-shirts or, you know, plain trousers and stuff. Um, so we need to improve on that. Yeah because
0: like a lot of your basics you're not going to find in a charity shop I find so like your white tees your black tees your plain work pants your no you could but a lot of those basics I think we need to make more accessible and I think I think I would be a bit harsher and because I'm a little bit cynical and I think I would give us a C Um, and that's mainly because i think we need some kind of drive in ireland just to change the rhetoric around charity shops um and yeah i don't know what what you guys what your thoughts on that is
1: yeah i think so as well like there is still a stigma about going to charity shops or admitting you got something second hand um People or even if you bought it somewhere cheaply, sometimes people will be just kind of like, "Oh, what you be like?" Got your kids communion dress on sale or something. I think there's just a strange um, viewpoint in Ireland when it comes to how much something costs. Like that, it has to cost a lot to be good.
0: Yeah, and I think it is really kind of more of a push to anyone who's listening who does go to charity shops and get these grapevines doing what say you guys are doing if they' if, and if they're not present on social media doing it with family and friends so being that proud person who said, well I got it from like ex Oxfam down the road Um, I think I think kind of that's what people need to do.
1: Yeah definitely I think we need to encourage family and friends I think that's where it starts if you yeah. encourage people around you Yeah. And I think that's where it starts
0: because even I see it at home in terms of sustainable products. So I will bring in kind of more sustainable products into the household. Um whereas and I, I'm a really avid composter, and like we have a huge compost bin at the back, and my parents are quite good. But I'm like ever since I've been home, I've been like the drill sergeant of composting stuff. Because I'm like, it cuts down on so much general waste if you just cop because most waste. That happens in the household is um, needing to cut comp- like food waste, um, so I think that that those little steps would be a big one. I think perfect. Well, I think that's. Um, other than that, unless you guys, and um, thank you so much for for coming on board. It was just a really interesting chat, and I'm so my my best takeaway is you got your your wedding dress secondhand, both of you, like. <laughs> so yeah you so can the shows yeah <laughs> on the same
2: page
0: i know i mean yeah. so, and i think it's a really important conversation to have right now because obviously we knew it was coming with covid and the the economic downturn and everything that was happening so i think we kind of need to embrace <clears throat> it now and just kind of push more money into local businesses in terms of purchasing local when we can Um, for health, for beauty, go to your local health food store, go do all of that Um, and the same with um, and like buying Irish, I know that sounds really bad of me but just say like I think that's what we need and a big drive for people to get over that kind of stigma of going to a charity shop is absolutely fine.
1: Yeah definitely all of those things I
2: think. Yeah I think it's a really good time now to kind of drill that home to people yeah mm-hmm.
0: yeah i think I think it is because um, we're in
2: a recession, so yeah yeah yeah
0: i like to just kind of remove the stigma of it, but yeah, as I was saying, thank you so much for for coming on board to the to the podcast. It's been a super interesting conversation, and I think there's a lot of takeaways for people to kind of. To just, to just be proud of your charity shop purchases is one of the big ones. Um And yeah, and if you guys just want to give maybe sum up and give a, a shout out to your socials or where people can follow you or find you.
1: Uh, sure, um, you can find uh, my work on her.e and her family, but my social handle is Melissa moore
2: m-e-l-i-s-e-a-m-o-u-r Fab. and sally my social handle is irishbeautyfairy and then my blog is irishbeautyfairy.com and that's facebook instagram and the blog
0: Fab. and definitely like you're i like i love seeing all your finds during the week like it seems like every week you guys have like any find that you have and like Sally's safe in my skin because, like, I am the laziest person ever when it comes to skincare. So, like, like, I've never kind of, like, I'm just, I, I'm one of those people who was kind of blessed with good skin. So, I think it's the people that maybe might have, like, my generation that might have struggled with skin issues that are a lot, probably a lot better with their skin. But because I was kind of blessed with good skin, I'm like, eh, I don't need to do anything. And now that I'm getting older, I'm like, okay, maybe I need to start developing routines and looking after things. So, yeah, no, definitely, you're definitely a blessing there. And then, yeah, and like, I love your your work on Her.ie. Like, I was, you're doing a new you posted the other day you're doing a new item for her.ie i can't remember what it is off the top of my head oh
1: our monthly finds yeah and just random things we find that are we like love or really useful yeah no
0: because i saw the first one and i was just like this because i it's i'm such a like person of convenience so if someone just sums it all up for me i'm like i'm there so that's why even with skincare i'm like sally's just saving my skin i don't need to do the research i just read the posts (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah um but yeah no thank you so much um for coming on board it's been a pleasure chatting to you both thanks for having yes. us yeah thanks thank you. so much